This is a podcast from Rover. This is the Sunday edition of Rex Real Exchange on podcast and, of course, on Magic Radio as well. Well, having your farm bank account hacked is stuff of nightmares, and you hear more and more about it. It does happen up every country road. A story of someone who's had a cyber security breach or threat, money gone, sometimes for good. CertNZ is a government agency that responds to cyber security threats in NZ. Sam Liggett works there as a senior analyst and is here today to help us get uh, prepared. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. How common is it for small businesses like farms to have their, their bank accounts breached, money taken? Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a great question to start with, and I think it really highlights an important sort of mindset shift that almost needs to occur. The reality is, if you're online these days, regardless if you're a small business or if you're rurally based, if you are online, you are a potential target for these kinds of things. If we look at our reporting sort of over the previous uh, previous years, typically we have about 70 to 100 reports coming from these small businesses, specifically for unauthorised access to things including bank accounts. So it's definitely happening, and it really highlights the nature of the internet being boundaryless. Um, if you're online, you're a potential target. Uh, without a PIN number, I mean, how, all the likes, how do these crooks, how do they hack in there? How do they do it? Yeah, there's sort of <clears throat> sort of three main ways that this can really occur. So bear with me while I kind of go through these. The first yep. one that we see most commonly is phishing. Now, this is essentially an unsolicited message, either a text yep. or an email, and it pretends to be from a reputable company. But ultimately, what they're trying to get you to do is click on that link, provide your personal information in a lot of cases, specifically that banking login information. They might also be trying to get you to click on an attachment and download a malicious piece of software that may be able to scrape these kinds of details from your device as you're kind of entering them. Naturally, if they get these login details, a lot of the time they can get straight into that bank account. So that's kind of the first um, predominant way that we see this occurring. The second one, which is another big issue, is what we call tech scam calls. Essentially, these are uh, scam calls where people will call you again out of the blue and usually pretend to be a technical expert, often from someone like your internet provider. They'll often claim that there's some kind of issue with your internet and that in order to fix the problem, they need remote access to your device. Fortunately, uh, sorry, unfortunately, when they are given this remote access, it often means that they can actually access your bank account directly, especially if you have things like auto logins enabled on that device for your bank account, or if you're saving your password for your bank account to things like your internet browser. Um, if they get that remote access, a lot of the time they can get straight into the account, they can transfer the money out, and because it looks like it's coming from a trusted device, this can often bypass some additional security features banks may have in place. Now, the third one that I really want to mention is a little bit different in the sense that scammers don't actually access your bank account directly. What will happen in this case, and we call these invoice scams, scammers will compromise another company's email account. Um, this company may be a supplier of yours that are often sending you invoices to be paid. What the scammers will do, they get into that email account, they alter these invoices and change the bank account on there, hoping that you'll pay to that new bank account um, without sort of verifying they may also even change contact details on the invoice. So if you do think to verify and you call the number listed there, you're actually talking to the scammer and they'll try to convince you to transfer that money straight through. These are kind of the main main methods right. that we see right. this kind of unauthorised access occur. Yeah. This is Rex Real Exchange on podcast and here on Magic Radio with a cyber security expert, Sam Leggett.
Sam, those three that you've described, I've had at least a couple of them happen to me, and my nana got badly scammed through one of those tech oh. scam calls. Exactly what you're talking about. They gave She gave remote access to someone who said there was a problem with her computer. Yeah. And we had real trouble convincing her that he wasn't real. Um, oh. Anyway... We managed to get that sorted out. But I'd love to know now that you've told us what to look out for, what can small businesses actually do to prevent this sort of thing? You know, what's some practical advice for what we need to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a few things that we can do, especially a few things we can do without um, being super costly for businesses as well. The first one is just, just a bit of awareness can go a really long way. So acknowledging that even though you might be a small business, even though you might be rarely based, you're still likely to see these kinds of phishing texts, uh, phishing emails, or even these kinds of scam calls. So just be aware that you're probably still going to get these even if you're a little bit further out. Now, two-factor authentication is a tool that I absolutely have to mention. Essentially what that is, is it's when you register a mobile number or an app on your device to your account so that when you log in, you either get sent a code via text or a code is generated within that authenticator app, and you have to enter that code in order to log into the account. Enabling this on all your really important business accounts is really powerful because even if these scammers get a hold of your credentials, you have that extra layer of protection in place. And it can also serve as a bit of an alert. If you get one of these text messages out of the blue when you haven't tried to log in, it's a really good indication that someone else is trying to get into your account and that you might need to change the password or improve the security there. So two-factor authentication is really strong. Password managers are another really great tool. What password managers do store all the passwords for your account and they'll actually generate passwords for you as well, making sure that all those passwords are really long and strong. That way you only have to focus on the one master password for that password manager. You just need to make sure that that master password is long, strong and unique so it's not used anywhere else and that password manager is going to go a long way to keeping your account safe as well. This is Rex on Magic. Okay Sam, what chance of uh, getting your money back? Yeah, unfortunately, this can be pretty difficult. These uh, scammers are known for transferring money that they uh, that they take away through sort of a chain of different bank accounts that often belong to actually different banks that can be kind of all over the world. This can make it really hard even for banks to recover those funds. Um, in this sense, if you do fall victim to something, if you've transferred any money and you're worried about it, you're, you think something might be off, contact your bank as soon as possible. The sooner they're made aware, the more likely they're going to be able to help you recover those funds. So if you are suspicious about anything that you've done, give your bank a call as soon as possible. Just to go back slightly, Sam, you're talking about password managers. Can you recommend, like I've heard of LastPass, is that a good one? Yeah, so it's a little bit difficult actually. As a government agency, we can't make specific recommendations. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, essentially, that's, that's okay. At the end of the day, doing a little bit of due diligence around the password manager before you sort of sign up to one um, is, is really good. Um, looking at the site and looking at the policies that they have as uh, an important thing. One thing that I would be uh, specifically looking for on a password manager that I would use was whether or not that password manager offers me two-factor authentication as a feature as well. Okay. That way, my password manager has additional security. So have a look around. Um, using using Google to sort of look at reviews that aren't hosted on the site itself is another good uh, good option. Have a look around, but, but essentially I'd be looking for additional security features that the password manager offers me, especially that two-factor authentication. Okay. Can you tell us a few of the golden rules in terms of spotting fraud over the phone or email? Like, what's the red flag when the alarm bell is going ding, ding, ding? Mm. So first and foremost, it's always a sense of urgency in these messages. So the text messages, the emails, even the calls, 
the scammers are always trying to create a real sense of urgency to hopefully get you to not really think about what you're doing before you actually do it. In that sense, just taking just taking a moment when you get any of these messages or any of these calls to think about what they're actually saying to you. If you get a text message that says that your uh, your uh, license or your, your registration needs to be renewed, sorry, but you've already done that recently or you don't even have a car, this is a really good indication that that text message may not be legitimate. Overall, I'd recommend avoid clicking any links in text messages and emails entirely if you can. A lot of companies these days will actually try to avoid sending you links because they know this is the method that scammers use. So if you can, navigate to the site yourself, navigate to the page you're being directed to yourself. That way you can ensure you're on the right website. If you do get any calls out of the blue where someone asks you for that remote access or asks you to download remote access software, I recommend that you just hang up at that point. Hang up and call the company that they claim to be from directly without actually hitting redial. So it's important that you enter uh, the number for that company yourself. Give them a call. Talk about the contact you've received. A lot of the time they'll be able to confirm that that's not genuine. The other thing to be mindful of is that it's not uncommon for these scam calls to ask you for a code that you've been sent via text message. Another policy that a lot of reputable companies these days have is that their staff will not ask you for any codes that you've been sent. So if you get a call, someone asks you for a code, again, hang up, call that company directly and sort of confirm that contact that you've received. There we go. That is Sam Leggett, Senior Analyst from Cert NZ. Uh, outstanding uh, information there around this horrific situation of people really just being, you know, hoaxes coming in there and uh, crooks robbing our money. Great to chat to uh, Sam there here on Rex Real Exchange on Magic Senior Cyber Security Expert Sam Leggett. Bex, um, have you got, have you, are you wise to this? Do you, I mean, you talked about your granny. I mean, you you know, do you have, I, I you know, yeah, do you have, all a, the time. Do you we, have a pushback? No, I mean, I just hang up. I just say no thanks and hang up. I can't be bothered. I've got better things to do with my time. You yeah. know, some people have them on and I just I just can't be bothered. It's like when people try and ring and survey you at 6pm in the evening when you're trying to get your child into bed. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I, I, I tend to use just that rhymes with um, a great uh, Yeah, it rhymes with banker or something off that rhymes with the name of a great all black captain, Buck Shelford. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that's the way to deal with that. Hey, uh, that's it. Uh, we'll take a very back, uh, a very short break and come back and wrap it all up. The Sunday edition of Rex Rule Exchange.